A judge rules that groping is only a crime if it lasts more than 10 seconds. A mayor married an alligator in a bizarre traditional ritual. And a third of Americans are getting a sleep divorce. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast in the universe. It's very vast. The universe, that is. A judge in Italy says groping is only a crime if it lasts more than 10 seconds. Does it count as sexual harassment if the assault lasts less than 10 seconds? Well, many young people in Italy are expressing outrage on social media. This is after a judge cleared a school caretaker of groping a teenager because it did not last very long, according to the judge. The case involves a 17-year-old student at a Rome high school. She described her situation. She was walking up a staircase to class with a friend when she felt her trousers fall down, a hand touching her buttocks and grabbing at her underwear. She turned around and saw a man grabbing at her underwear who, re- who said, quote, You know I was joking. After the incident... The student reported the caretaker, who is a 66-year-old individual named Antonio Avola, to the police. Antonio admitted to groping the student without consent, but said it was all a joke. A prosecutor in Rome asked for a three-and-a-half-year sentence for Antonio, but this week the caretaker was acquitted of sexual assault charges completely. According to the judges, what happened, quote, does not constitute a crime because it lasted less than 10 seconds. Uh, I think they're confused with the three-second rule here. You know, when you, when you drop a piece of food on the ground, you have until three seconds to eat it, and it's okay. It's in the clear, right? It's three seconds for food on the ground. Uh, you can't extrapolate that to sexual assault, though, in the real world, and especially legally, in my opinion. It says here, since the ruling, a brief groping has become a trend on Instagram and TikTok in Italy, along with the hashtag 10 second. Italians have posted videos looking at the camera in silence and touching their intimate parts for 10 seconds straight to make a point. The videos are often uncomfortable to watch, but they have the aim of showing just how long 10 seconds can feel. Pretty gropey. Yeah, pretty gropey 10 seconds. I mean, I don't know how judges or a judge could determine that this isn't assault because it didn't last long enough. It's ridiculous. Oh, no, it's not, it's not a robbery. It only lasted 10 seconds. Oh, it's not a carjacking if they only drive your car 10 blocks. No, not a mass shooting. The shooter ran out of ammo in 10 seconds. We have an Italian influencer here who wrote on TikTok, quote, Who decides that 10 seconds is not a long time? Who times the seconds while you're being harassed? I'd like to know. By the way, men don't have the right to touch women's bodies, not even for a second, let alone five or ten seconds. He goes on to say that the judge's decision to acquit the caretaker of harassment shows just how normalized sexual harassment is in Italian society. Yeah, a bunch of creeps over there, creeps and gropers in Italy. France, too. France, you know, this is where Pepe Le Pew comes from, France. Creepy groper. Even in Japan, a lot of creepy groping going on on the subways. These guys grabbing girls by the skirt, taking photos up their skirts on the subways. When are these uh, judges going to get on board and protect women from this sort of sexual assault and harassment? It seems horrible. 
In fact, it's the opposite. They're just enabling them. Certainly in Italy, they're enabling them if they're allowing it to go on for 10 seconds before it's considered harassment. In Japan, rather than come hard, come hard at the gropers, they just have another subway car that's women only. So that was their way of, uh, well, in my opinion, normalizing the harassment that goes on over there as well. In this particular story regarding the Italian judge's ruling, the student victim says that, unfortunately, this ruling will probably deter girls and women from coming forward if they are ever subjected to such attacks in the future. And I agree. Perhaps someone should put this judge's balls in a vice for nine seconds and uh, see if he makes a change. A mayor married an alligator in a bizarre traditional ritual. This story's from Mexico. A mayor in Mexico has married a female alligator. He calls her Little Princess. He married Little Princess in a traditional ceremony that's supposed to bring good fortune to his tribe. All right. I hope it brings good fortune. It's not probably not easy to marry an alligator. You must sacrifice yourself to bring good fortune to your tribe. Can you imagine the injuries when you try to, you know, consummate the marriage with this gator? Even kissing the gator. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to hurt. It's worse than chap lips. You know, they, got, they got fangs and whatnot. The mayor's name is Victor. Victor married this Cayman reptile named Alicia Adriana. Wow, the alligator has a first and a last name. Wasn't expecting that. Just calling an alligator Alicia is weird enough. But this is Alicia Adriana. There's a birth certif certificate. It's legit. The mayor said he and Alicia love each other. I don't know how he was able to figure that out. I, I suppose Alicia somehow gave him loving feelings. Got to be careful getting with a Cayman. The ceremony happened in a town called San Pedro Huamalula. Oh, what an amazing name. Huamalula. I love it. I just want to say it. Huamalula. Say it with me, guys. On three. One, two, three. Huamalula. It's amazing. It sounds like a Hawaiian place, but no, it's in... It's in the Oaxacan state of southern Mexico, and it is home to the indigenous Chontal people. You know that already, though. I don't have to say that. When Mayor Victor Hugo married Alicia, he united two cultures. It is the Chontales people and the Juaves people. We have a quote from Mayor Victor during the ritual. He says, I accept responsibility because we love each other. That is what is important. You can't have a marriage without a little love. I yield to marriage with the princess girl. Then a lot of people took pictures. They took pictures of the mayor carrying the reptile princess throughout the town with her mouth taped shut. <laughs> they had to tape the, her mouth shut. Oh, on her wedding day, how could you tape her mouth shut? Let her say a few words. Doesn't the bride have some words to say? You're going to dance with her after that with her mouth taped shut? That's not nice. What if she wants to sing karaoke in the after party? Come on now. Open her mouth. Let her eat cake. It says here, Victor passed around the little princess to the villagers who could be seen dancing with the little princess to celebrate the matrimony. He's also pictured kissing the animal on the head. The princess is wearing a green skirt, a colorful Mexican hand-embroidered embroidered tunic, and a headdress made of ribbons and sequins. She is later dressed in a white bride's costume, complete with a veil, and taken to the local town hall for the official wedding. 
says here that marriage between a man and a female alligator has taken place there for 230 years to commemorate the peace between two indigenous groups coexisting happily in the jungle. The seven-year-old crocodile is thought to represent a deity linked with Mother Earth, and their marriage will bring prosperity to the community. This is all fascinating. It doesn't say how this came to be, though. I find those to be the fascinating stories, the origins of how these bizarre rituals come about. Because you can imagine a time, you know, 230 years ago when the tribes weren't getting along. Maybe there was a drought, perhaps famine. Maybe some terrible disease was sweeping through the communities and at some point someone said, you know what, man, I'm going to marry this gator and this is all going to go away. All right, gather around me. All right. I'll kiss the gator if you tape the damn mouth shut. Let's get this going. Yay! American couples are getting sleep divorced. That's right. Couples in the U.S. are done tossing and turning all night long. And now, more than a third of them have opted for what's called a sleep divorce, according to a recent survey by the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. What's a sleep divorce, Jonesy? Please define your terms up top. Okay. A sleep divorce entails partners amicably deciding to retire to separate beds or even complete bedrooms. The separation could be due to loud snoring, conflicting schedules, temperature preferences, or even blanket hogging. Funny, the study doesn't give what I think is the best reason for this and that it is not practical to sleep with another human being all night long. I don't understand where this came from. Now, granted, I'm sure there are certain environments where you should sleep close to another human being, such as below zero temperatures and you don't have heat, you know, maybe camping on the top of a mountain. Maybe when you're in Tibet, scaling these high mountains, you want to survive the frigid temperatures in the evening. So you get up close to your buddy or your lady in the tent. But other than that, it just seems foolish. I mean... I've had partners where I've slept all night. Obviously, this is something we do. And after a while, you're like, eh, what am I doing this for? Uh, I sleep better alone. I've always slept better alone. I would imagine most people sleep better alone and simply outside of the reasons that they're giving. All right, let's keep reading. The American Academy of Sleep Medicine surveyed more than 2,000 Americans and found that 35% of the respondents occasionally or consistently sleep in another room entirely. There were, however, some differences between the sexes. Nearly half of men reported moving to another bedroom or a sofa in comparison to a quarter of women. Uh, I guess that means they allow the women to keep the traditional space for themselves and then they, they bounce the women are just kicking them out. You snore, fatty. Get out of here. <laughs> Go sleep on the couch. Tired of listening to you. You sound like a woolly mammoth. I don't want to sleep next to a woolly mammoth or a Sasquatch. Hairy snorer. Yeah, you sound like Chewbacca all night long. Who wants to sleep with that? People are snoring these days more than ever, I think. Or maybe it's just that I'm getting older and my partners have been getting older. And snoring seems to be a thing that older people do. It says here, though, millennials reported the highest rate, 43% of consistently or occasionally sleeping in another bedroom, followed by those in Gen X, 33%. Now, although the term sleep divorce seems very harsh, it really just means that people are prioritizing sleep and moving into a separate room at night when needed. That's according to a doctor named Sima. Sima wants you to know that sufficient sleep is critical for your health and maintaining a good relationship. 
Lack of sleep can lead to higher stress levels, potentially exacerbating irritability, anger, and conflict. Oh my goodness, I had no idea that a lack of sleep would make you irritable, angry, possibly involved in a conflict. How much are they paying this professional? Here's a quote from Seema. We know that poor sleep can worsen your mood. They pay us a lot to say that. And those who are sleep deprived are more likely to argue with their partners as well. There may be some resentment toward the person causing the sleep disruption, which can negatively impact relationships overall. Getting a good night's sleep is important for both health and happiness. So it's no surprise that some couples choose to sleep apart for their overall well-being. They also interviewed a guy with a PhD. So they're paying him a lot of money to say things that we already know. He says, uh, many people think that the strength of their relationship is contingent on sleeping in the same bed. There is actually no data to support this idea. (laughs) Yeah, of course there isn't. That would be ridiculous. A third of Americans say they get less than the recommended amount of sleep, according to the CDC. How unfortunate. Adults are advised to try to get seven or more hours per night as insufficient sleep is linked to various chronic diseases and conditions such as type 2 diabetes heart disease and depression so if you guys are sleeping with a partner who is taking all the blankets and going you know they're doing that sleep apnea thing and and, uh, rather than put one of those uh, those masks on their face that hooks up to a machine which is what they really need you know go sleep on the sofa for a little while so you don't get diabetes Hey, thanks for joining me for this episode of Weird AF News. I appreciate my loyal listenership, my nice little community of weirdos that keep joining me five days a week for the Weird AF News podcast. Tomorrow's Friday, my friends, and you know what that is, Florida Friday. We're we're only going to be doing weird news from the state of Florida, so if you come across some weird Florida news and you love to throw it in my face, my email's funnyjones at gmail.com. You can also tweet it at me, at funnyjones. And on Instagram, at Funny Jones as well. I want to give a shout out to Adam Mobley, who bought me a coffee off my website, weirdafnews.com. It's a place where you can buy me a coffee. You can also join the Patreon there. These are just ways that you can support the show if you feel so inclined. Adam Mobley bought, bought a coffee, so we want to give him some props. He wrote me a message. Let's read it. Good day, sir. Yes, have a black sludge to stentilize your wary brain that's not wanting to rear its gray tissues upon this beautifully poisoned planet full of dark, vile, evil creatures all there to rape everything from you if they can, and it hurts deep every time, no less on me. Then you look in the mirror and say, good luck with your life, man, because Jonesy is here to turn the dark tide of such smiling and laughing vileness that will listen. You're awesome, Jonesy. You are awesome. I felt like it was appropriate to read Adam's message in that voice. Yeah. Because it just, it just, I don't know, it just seemed to call for that. It was an amazing poetic message, I have to say. Thank you, Adam Mobley. Please buy me more coffee and write me more poetry, bro. This was amazing. Uh, also got a review. Let's find the review. Let's find it. I got to open this tab here. Please bear with me. The review is on um, the Apple Podcast platform so you can write reviews on apple podcasts man i haven't gotten many on apple podcasts this is just the fourth one in in the entire year so it's 2023 we're more than halfway through i only got four four reviews this year and two of them are bad okay this one's pretty good five stars from uh hamson's ham twosomes uh, this is this is a i don't know this i can't say this profile name here hsm two sons we can just imagine what that is let's just imagine okay the title is Always Funny. Jonesy cracks me up. I enjoy every episode. Every episode. How sweet is that? 
That's, that explains the five stars, so I'm very grateful. And thank you for listening to every episode. That's just amazing. By the way, there's about one, this is, I believe this is the 1,530 episode of Weird AF News. Isn't that nuts? 1,500 episodes and still going. It's amazing to me. What's even more amazing is that for some strange reason, no podcast player is including Weird AF News in their in their news curation list. You know, these podcast players, they have lists where you can click on categories like sports, tech, true crime, daily news. Yeah, I'm the only daily weird news podcast and it my podcast is not offered on any of those platforms as part of their news lineup, which is just a damn crime. How many episodes do I have to do before I'm allowed on one of these curated lists, huh? 1,500? You know, I gotta be in the top 20 all-time podcasts episodes, I would have to say, right? That's my guess. Maybe top 50, but yeah, yeah, no one does 1,500 episodes, but I'm there, baby. And for some reason, not featured. So if anybody knows anyone who works at Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any of these podcast platforms, please tell them to include Weird AF News on their news category list. It's the only one. It's the only daily Weird News podcast in existence. It should be a choice on there. You know, yeah, you got you got like tennis news on there. <laughs> Why wouldn't you have my podcast? Anyways, that's my gripe. Uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, you, if you want to call the show and tell me to shut the hell up, the number is 646-450-2012. All right.